Welcome to Radio Free Tote Bag. I'm Arthur. And I am the skeleton housed in meat and flesh known as Donovan. And uh, it's a very good time of year to see you. It is the spookiest time of year. It is Halloween, Donovan. Woo! It was an excited woo and a, and a ghost noise at the same time. <laughs> Are you aware I'm going to do the whole episode in this voice? <laughs> we're going to get we're going to get through like three questions <laughs> at that speed. Actually, I'm uh, I'm not going to do that voice uh very much at all because uh I'm in hell. Donovan, did you know I'm in hell? Uh, I was not aware. What kind of uh what kind of hell are we talking about? I'm in that partner? I'm in that she won't love me hell. You know? You know that hell? Oh uh, no. You've been in that hell? Where like I have been in that hell. where you're like, it's so perfect, it's so beautiful, it's like we make each other so happy when we want to make each other happy, but apparently you can't make me happy in the way that I need you to make me happy. So now I'm in hell. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's never fun. Yeah, but it happens. But that's the that's the deal. It would it would be working out if. Uh... You know, if it actually was that ideal. Sure. You know what I mean? Because it's not. It's not, you know, you, you put so much on it, and you uh, you spin it your own way in your own mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, Ex- it's, exactly. it's never as good as you think it is. That's that's some good relationship advice for everybody. It's never as good as you think it is. <laughs> well, on, well, on top of that, uh, you know, oftentimes if the feelings when they're good are very good, you know, then maybe it is at certain points as good as you think it is. But if the bad parts are causing you so much emotional distress and it's inconsistent and it's making you feel like shit, uh, it makes it worse because then you're like, but but the good parts, like, I want to hold on to yeah. it. Uh, and then, you know, you keep doing that loop where things get bad again and that's not fun. And that's uh, yeah, it's a good way to feel like spooky, spooky shit. <laughs> So, in, the, in the parlance of the season. So Shaboy's doing the adult thing and walking away from that. I just got myself a Hinge account. How's everyone feel about Hinge? I think everyone's There you go. I think everyone's in favor. It's good times. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see what happens. I also have to lose like 60 pounds before <laughs> anything good happens, but Yeah. Arthur, if you lose 60 pounds, uh you're going to be a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> it's Radio Free Tote Bag. It's a show about relationships, and this is a very spooky episode. Yes, it is. On on the theme of it, uh, I had a little question for you at the beginning. Oh, please. Uh, first off, uh, we both went to a Halloween party together. Yeah, what was uh, It was a great time. What was your Halloween, what was your Halloween costume? My Halloween year? costume, as it was last year, was... Yar, I was a music pirate. I wore a Pirate Bay t-shirt, and I had myself an eye patch and a and a plastic sword. And uh, <laughs> I I was offering to burn people DVD copies of Iron Man too. <laughs> that's that's my favorite favorite bit with that is your intro to people. <laughs> Yar, <laughs> Iron Man too. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we were at the uh, we were at a party of our buddy up in uh, Columbus. It was good to get the gang together. Uh, I was low budget Daria, 
uh, walked into a Goodwill up there like the day of the Halloween party to get my uh, costume together. It was beautiful. And I'm like, oh, I locked the fuck out, man. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to find the right jacket. I'm going to have to check a bunch of places. And I swear to God, I walk up to the jackets rack and there's a green Daria type jacket right there in the right size. The label says pole, P-O-L. And I was like, uh, oh, the O and Polo fell off. But uh, no, it's uh, <laughs> made in China. It's in the same fucking font. And uh, yeah, pole. So it worked. It was good. I looked hot. Yeah, uh, killed it. Yeah. I like how good co- I like how you did nothing to your facial hair to lead to the illusion of Daria. <laughs> well, my thought was, uh, and I've I've gone as uh, various female characters before for Halloween, uh, and usually I'll do some kind of makeup. But the uh, upside here is Daria Daria is vehemently against uh, makeup. Absolutely. So I didn't have to do anything, and uh, I'd like to think you know if she happened to be growing a mustache, she'd just be kind of like, "Fuck it, I'm cool as shit. Uh, I do what I want." And Hell grow yeah. A mustache. So maybe I'm like old old Daria. I love it. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, so these were these were fairly these were fairly solid costumes. Uh, I gotta ask you though, what what do you think the worst costume you've ever had has been? <laughs> like either in terms of low effort or just it's a fucking stupid idea. Here's you know here's the best part of my dumbest costume of all time. It's uh, probably one of the highest effort costumes I've ever put together. Um, my mother is a costumer. She makes. Um, or had made at various points in her life uh, costumes for the Ohio Renaissance Festival, uh, like almost like stage quality costuming um, for that organization. So I came to her and I said, "Mom, I want to be Flat Eric." Oh hell yeah! Do you know who you know who Flat Eric is, right? I do. Little uh, little puppet. I don't know what exactly type of critter he's supposed to be, but he's a little puppet that. Uh... Mr. Weezo, Mr. Wazo, Mr. Wazo. Well, anyway, so how how this how this uh, how this costume go? I went to trauma. It must have been two years ago in this costume, and I DJed a set. And I actually I had um, I had the big like four fingered cartoon gloves, uh-huh. but I had holes cut in the bottom of them so I could DJ while wearing uh, them. Right? Nice, nice. And I played flat beat. Right? Like, I played the biggest Miss Your Wazo tune ever, and only one person at a party of hundreds knew who the fuck I was, and I had to remind them what <laughs> what the fuck it was. He was he was like, so what are you? And I'm like, I'm Flat Eric from the, from the Flat Beat video. And he goes, oh shit, that's cool as hell! <laughs> one at person. least he got one out there. You know what I mean? As long as you get a little recognition, that's cool. Shouts to my dude DJ Push for knowing who the fuck I was. Hell yeah! You know you could be friends with that person because you know they know that video, they know that song. They're uh, they're probably pretty cool. <laughs> what was your worst costume, either in terms of low effort or <laughs> failure to recognize? I have I have two. One uh, in childhood was pretty much incoherent. I. And my mom, being an extreme sweetheart, uh, sewed this costume together for me. And I said, I don't know what I called it, but the output was like a big black piece of fabric kind of cape with glow-in-the-dark plastic, glow in the dark plastic uh, bugs all over it. Okay. And uh, 
no hole or anything like that's that's what I wanted I don't know why so I walked around wrapped in that and I think after about three houses I was like this is a huge pain in the ass and uh, I was wearing like my soccer uniform under it so I'm like okay I'm a soccer player instead <laughs> I, my, there was hundreds of bugs in there my mom must have put a ton of time into it and I completely whiffed that I don't know what I was thinking uh, the other one Possibly uh, a little insensitive, but also kind of fun. Uh, sure. Sophomore year of college, I was a suicide Jaeger bomber. Oh and, my uh, god, I remember were, that. You were at that party, yeah. It was fun. I think it was. I think it was funny, uh, if maybe a little a little questionable. Yeah, sure. But uh, the real downfall was I had two. It was like a vest with wires going around. Two full bottles of Jaeger and like eight Red Bulls they did strapped not, to the chest. They did not last. Long enough. No, they did not, because I was like, I'm going to go do Jaeger bombs with everybody, and uh, I was able to do that in about an hour. Yeah. Taking one with every person I gave one to, uh, and so I ended that night early, uh, curled up at the base of the stairs. Yeah. I believe you were visible from the DJ table where I was. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Maybe a good idea, but if you ever want to do that, don't don't do the shots with everybody. Please do the shots with everybody if you do that costume because it's that's the best way it is. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it was a good time. It was a good party, and uh, yeah. But uh, speaking of uh, spooky Halloween costumes and uh, scary blackouts, how about we make our way through the relationship question graveyard? <laughs> And into our first question. Ooh. You know I'm putting this them in. This is a spooky one. You know I'm putting them in. And I don't, we don't actually have to go, ooh, between each one. But uh, I bet we probably will. Yeah, I want to make my own shitty sound effects, too. I love it. It's perfect. Okay. So here we go. Here's the first question of our very spooky Halloween episode. Need an unbiased opinion on something my girlfriend said to an old college friend. 25M. I had some bad feelings about our relationship a few months ago, and I tend to listen to them because of past experiences with similar situations. My girlfriend, 23F, of a year and a half, had been saying some really nasty things to me when she was drunk, and they were getting to the point where I felt she wasn't serious about our relationship. I'm not proud of it, and I'm not going to own up to it to her, but I looked at the texts, but I looked at her texts, because I no longer trusted she would tell me the truth if I just asked her if she had cheated on me. I saw an exchange between her and an old college fling that said something close to this. Do you want to do just like a, like a two-line <laughs> two oh, yeah, play? Right. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be GF. Cool. You should come work at her job. We could have a workplace romance. Ha! Huh, yeah. We can... Bang at my desk. And that was it. But she didn't rebuff him. And in my opinion, her message isn't something you send to someone you've had sex with if you're currently in a supposedly serious relationship. I'm going to bring it up either way, partly because I felt shitty about snooping since it happened, but I wanted to know if I'm making a mountain out of a molehill or not, TLDR. I snooped. Girlfriend said something questionable to an old fling. Want some opinions if I'm blowing this out of proportion for when I talked to her about it. And that was posted by throw away some numbers. This is, uh, 
uh, even outside of the snooping, this is not a good sign. Nope. You know, drunk or not, if your SO is just, you know, being flat out mean to you, that's really shitty. And, uh, Probably a sign that they're not particularly happy in the relationship, and you shouldn't be there because you don't fucking deserve to be harangued by your partner. True dad. That, that sucks. That's true as hell. Uh, it's definitely a situation where she's kind of looking outside. She's looking outside. That's what it sounds like, and especially with the evidence you've... Uh, you know, even though I think, as we said in the last episode, going through your SOS texts not the greatest thing in the world. No. Um, and I think the fact that you had even the suspicion to do that, that probably should have been enough information uh, for you to end this. Uh, but you did find something, and that is really sketchy and not cool. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flat out say airhorn this one. I don't. <laughs> I don't think there's really anything you can do to recover from this. Absolutely. I don't think you should want to recover from this. It's just, it's all around shitty. And, uh, yeah, don't, nobody who does this terrible of shit to their SO, you know, is going to have a talk and be like, oh, my bad. I, I didn't realize I was saying heinous, horrible things to you and flirting with my coworker. Whoops. <laughs> coworker who happens to be a former significant fucking fling. Oh, I missed that part too. Yeah, that's that's fucking extra dirty. It's like, you know, uh, it's like you're a zombie and and your girlfriend is like a uh, a vampire. You know, <laughs> sure. and it, it, it's just purely incompatible. You know, she wants to suck your blood, but you don't you don't have any because you're a you know dried out zombie guy. Exactly, and, your uh, blood has curdled decades ago. Exactly, and, and maybe you want to eat her brains. Uh, but uh, clearly she doesn't have a lot because she's being a fucking jerk to you. I believe you mispronounced Boosie. Boosie? <laughs> no. Jesus. So, so yeah. the truth of the matter is uh, the relationship's not in a good place. You guys are not doing well. Um, and based on the information that we have here, I don't think it's going to go well into the future. I think you need to fucking, you know, I think you need to do that. Exactly. This, this relationship is dead and you need to dig its grave and throw it in there and bury it before it, uh, you know, is able to resurrect and escape (laughs) and wreak havoc on your life. And the, uh, in the spookiest of manner. Yeah. You have to cut its heart into four parts and bury them in different rivers. Exactly. That's some exactly. old. That's some old school kill a vampire shit. You kill a vampire. That is. Not only do you have to stake a vampire, you have to cut its heart into four parts and bury them in four separate rivers. Ah, the old steak and chop. Yeah, yeah. Give them the steak and chop. <laughs> it's four separate rivers. The tributaries count as separate. Ri- I'm not even going to go on this train of thought, but uh, there do is- some research on that uh, op. There are theologians who have done a lot of research on the subject, and uh, there are varying opinions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll address that on our uh, on our other podcast about a uh, vampire killing. Okay, so here's what you, yeah, chop it up, walk away, and uh, save yourself. You gotta save yourself. Bingo, bingo. All right, good luck out there, throwaway, and uh, yeah, for fuck's sake, get get out of there. You don't you don't deserve that. Yep. All right, uh, now we go out of the graveyard and uh, into the spooky pumpkin. 
Brace yourself, listener, for this. This is a tribulation, spooka-tastic question. Check it out, we're going into the spooky pumpkin. Here we go. Splitting bills with my 23M girlfriend, 22F. I'm I'm shaking. Uh, let me compose myself. For, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I gotta take, be strong. Take as long as you need. <laughs> My girlfriend, 22F, and I, 23M, have been together for about a year, and have been living together for about six months. We evenly split the cost of rent, utilities, groceries, streaming services, and basically anything we share. Uh, We both work full-time in different fields, and I earn about 25% more money than she does. I'm considering offering to split our expenses in a more weighted way, so instead of 50-50, we could split it 56-44 to account for the extra money that I make for the same amount of time worked. What do y'all think? Does anyone else weight their expenses when sharing costs with a significant other? Am I overthinking this? I just want to be fair to her. Thanks. TLDR, considering splitting expenses with my girlfriend in the way that's weighted by our salaries instead of 50-50, and that was posted by Peter TMC. Peter, you are a fucking genius because check this shit out. I was living off of student loans, and my SO was receiving a stipend from the university. And if I... <laughs> and if I divided my expenses across the month, right, like, or divided, just even taking the raw number and dividing it out across the months, I did not have as much liquidity as my girlfriend, right? But she yeah. was like, it's 50-50. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm broke as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, and she uh, she was just she was inflexible on the issue, and the fact of the matter is, this kind of thing saves relationships. Exactly, I I'm not bugged by a fifty fifty split, but I definitely think that uh, doing it like this, it, it shows that you care for him. Like it's a thoughtful, you know, good thing to do, and uh, as you mentioned, it just kind of. You know, it might stop at some potential issues you run into in terms of like being able to do things or uh, stress on your partner if you can take some of that burden off of them and you have the ability to do so. So yeah, I uh, I think this is a thoughtful thing to do, and uh, yeah, I don't think you're overthinking it. And I, I I talked to her about it and let it you know let her know. I don't know. There's the off chance she could be uncomfortable. Um, with you know now I want to like pull my fair weight and all that, so definitely bring it up with her. And, uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't think this is too big of a deal. And I think it's, it's cool of you. So I think she'll appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, anybody who's pulling in less in a relationship feels inadequate on a level. And when you make this an official feature of the relationship, I make more money. Ergo, I pay more money into the common fund of the, of the situation that, ameliorates a lot of the discomfort and uh, uh, inadequacy that the lower-earning partner feels. Exactly. I say this as the uh, lower-earning partner. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll say it, too. You're already splitting it with her, so this is, you know, you're probably spending less than you would uh, if you were single, uh, without a roommate at least, and probably even with a roommate. So 
I think it, I think it's kind of a win-win for both of you. It also doesn't look like, you know, this is going to be some crazy, like, 90-10 split or something. So, yeah, go for it. Right. I think she'll appreciate it. And uh, I think you're a good dude for, for doing that. Yeah. I'm I'm totally on board with the money split, the way you got it going. Um, I'm going to fucking silence my phone. I'm such a dick. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> um, you're, you're definitely on the right track. Um, taking care of things, because you can take care of the things. If there are things that need taken care of in a relationship, you try to take care of them, right? Boom. You're the you're the taker care of. It's kind of like, uh, you know, you, you've got like a a witch and a vampire hunter, <laughs> and uh, when a when a vampire comes around, you know, the vampire hunter he's got the better you know fighting ability, and uh, so that's where he takes over. And the, and, and, uh, and I tell you, the witch she's not entirely incapable of fighting a vampire, and so. She, you know, she puts a, puts wards up around the house. You know, she takes care of <laughs> takes care of some of the mysticism ends of things. But when it comes to physically fighting off that vampire, when it comes to fucking, you know, collect its blood debt, um, you know, it's going to be the hunter who has to take care of it. Well, exactly, exactly. I couldn't have thought of a better analogy, and uh, I think I think her. You listener, I think you really have a handle on it now that we've uh, put it in the spooky terms that everyone can understand. <laughs> I love this. I'm having so much fun. Okay. All right. Are you ready to get, uh, where were we? The spooky, pu- let's get out of the spooky pumpkin and uh, head all over to the wailing woods uh, where yeah. we find our next question. Oh yeah. The, the fucking wailing and gnashing of teeth is incredible on this question because our question asker is having penis envy because of my GF. <laughs> Wait, it's the, it's the wailing woods to wood penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I didn't even plan that ahead of time. I'm, I'm fucking brilliant, dude. My GF ordered a large dildo. <laughs> Nine inches off Amazon, which came in the mail last week. I myself am five inches hard. I didn't really have a problem with this until she let slip that her ex was as big as this new dildo. A few days later, I overheard her on the phone talking with a friend saying my penis, quote unquote, could be bigger. Obviously, there's nothing I can do about my dick. And I don't think she was trying to rub it in that I'm not that big. As far as the comment to her friend, I think that's extremely common between them to talk about every guy's penis size they've been with, so I'm not upset about that. I'm honestly feeling a bit inadequate compared to her last guy now, but I'm not sure how to handle that. Any advice is welcome. Thanks. That was posted by Triple X Throwaway XYZ. Damn, dude. That, uh, that sucks. That's a really shitty thing to, uh, say to your partner. Yeah. Uh, but here's the fun I part. Like, I don't like that at all. Here's the fun part. Didn't say it to him. Uh, he uh, overheard her. Yeah. His dick, uh, his dick could be bigger. It could. Yeah. Of course it could be bigger. It could be 35 <laughs> inches long. <laughs> could be. Uh, could be the size of one of these here trees in this wailing woods. I um I one time 
had a, a, what is commonly known as a threesome with a, a gentleman and a young lady. And uh, the the other guy in the situation was swinging like a 15-pound hammer. <laughs> and I was like, exactly how the fuck am I supposed to compare if it's a direct comparison? They're right there. And um, it it turned out okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's the thing. Size isn't everything. It really isn't. It really isn't. It's about what you do with it. And if you can fucking do it, if you can make the fucking magic happen, it's fine. Exactly. I I think that's the consensus uh, for many people. Um, On the other hand, though, like this is you're in this relationship with this girl. She's clearly expressed that she personally prefers a bigger dick. Right. And uh, she's got this she's got this big dildo. I was going to say something about how, like, you know, a, a difference between, you know, uh, masturbating with a dildo and actually having sex with somebody, I'm sure is completely different. And I right. wouldn't, you know, in a situation where they, that's what you're comparing yourself to, I, I wouldn't worry about that. The vagina that but, I have is motorized. You know what I mean? Ex- exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And don't don't compare yourself to sex toys. You know, your girlfriend shouldn't be, feel bad that she doesn't have. Uh, I don't know wh- what kind of shit is in there, like uh, beads. Doesn't have beads. The beads doesn't have there. doesn't have flex wave technology. Yeah, ex- exactly. vagina, right? Exactly. So I'm going to say that as a general principle. Don't. Don't uh, get self-conscious about fucking sex toy comparisons. You can't. But on the other hand, you did overhear this, and I think most people, that that would make you feel shitty. You know, it's going to make you feel kind of inadequate and uh, anxious about it. So, I I don't, you know, she's talking to her friend. It's a preference thing there. Um, If you can't, you can either take the stance of she's with you, you know, you have sex, and perhaps it's good, perhaps it's not. If it's not, you know, what other things can you do to make it better? Sure. And let this go. But if this is something, and you're the sort of person where you're going to stew on this, uh, maybe talk to her about it. You know, let her know uh, that you heard that, and it made you feel shitty. And uh, see where that goes. Yeah, it's, you feel it, me? it's not straight to the garbage can every time. No. You know what I mean? Like... I overheard you saying that my penis could be bigger. And you'll have a conversation. There's a conversation to be had there. For example, yes, your penis can be bigger. Uh, But, you know, I fucking love you, right? No, exactly. That is, the, your dick is not the fundamental uh, factor in this relationship. I feel like... And that's also lots of relationships. Uh I don't. I don't think it's something you should bring up for most people. It's going to make your partner feel shitty. But there's a good chance that you're like not the best sexual partner that your partner has had, and like that's okay. People are into different <laughs> things, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the fact, the fact of the matter is, you're together, and they're not with this other person, and that's that's what you should be. That's what you should be focused on. Donovan, have you ever been with a squirter before? Yes. Ugh. Ugh! How do you compare? You know what I mean? <laughs> but you have to move on because she was a mess. <laughs> That's true. There's a there's a logistic issue there. 
Um, not even like a logistical mess, an emotional mess. Are you referring to this uh, specific woman? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kids, <laughs> listen, I'm a little liquored up. You know who the fuck you are. You probably don't listen. <laughs> I haven't talked to you in years, but check it out. You fucking squirted all over my shit. And it was great. <laughs> But, exactly. but that doesn't mean that I haven't had satisfying sexual relationships after that. You know what I mean? Exactly. And there's, you know, there's a ton of different qualities to that. There's an emotional component. Uh, you know, there's just the way, the way you go about having sex. There's, you know, the relationship in general, the feelings you have, uh, you know, between each other in terms of trust and other things. Uh, it's a combination of things. So the fact that your penis is smaller than this other dude, uh, it's not it's not the biggest deal in the world. She might think and it's really cute. And you can really kind of choose to. Nobody wants to be told they have a cute penis. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, it's okay, sweetie. Your dick is it's so sweet and tiny. <laughs> <laughs> your dick is like a Japanese miniature. It's beautiful. It's like no, a bonsai but- dick. This is the this is the point I'm coming down to. That was you can choose to make this a big deal or not. I think it's shitty uh, that you had to overhear this. And if she, if it was carelessness on her part, and she's like talking about that around you, that's shitty on her part. And maybe see what's up with that. But if this is just a case of her talking to her friend about something, you overheard it. Um, she's fucking with you again. So you can either stew on that and get anxious about it and fuck your relationship up. Uh, or you can recognize that there's more, you know, to your relationship and to sex than the size of your dick. Yeah. And, uh, and that's all right. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you, you gotta make that call. And I think, so. I think if you take a moment and really think about it, you're going to realize that, uh, the size of your penis has basically nothing to do with the relationship you're in. Like every relationship I've been in, it's been almost an irrelevant factor. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, exactly. Or it's, you know, it's a it's a perk or it's something kind of nice, but unless you have a very specific fetish, uh I don't I don't think that's anybody's primary focus. Sure. Like I've been with women who had enormous breasts, and I've been with women who had no breasts at all. It's all great. Exactly. 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 It's all great. Listen, everybody, any sex that you're having, is precious and you have to hold on to it because it's going to walk away from you at any time. <laughs> it's going it's to gonna walk away like a poltergeist expelled <laughs> from your hundred year old apartment. It was making whistling noises in the chimney in the fireplace until you called your witch girlfriend over. And in her case, she put the extra effort in referencing the previous question there to expel the poltergeist Don't to the hell about- dimension. Don't talk about witch girlfriends. Very sore <laughs> subject for me. I mean, here's another right, beer. vampire hunter, Arthur. Here's another beer. <laughs> there, there we go. Arthur, you were on one today. You were in the yeah. I'm, you're in the I'm spooky on beer one, spirit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm on nine today. Woo! Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here drinking water with the snooze under my lip, feeling you, like a weenie. You fucked it up, man. You should have got fucking hammered for the Halloween episode, baby. What are you doing tomorrow? I ain't um, doing shit. 
I'm intoxicated by the spookiness. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> well, all right. Good luck out there, partner. Don't beat yourself up. Hang on to that confidence. And, uh, you know, don't don't sabotage your own shit because of uh, a little insecurity. All right. Three, uh, two, one. I have to piss. Listen, all I'm saying is I think we should have a bit of reality in the show. And I wasn't joking. I am in hell, Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> it just adds to the spooky aesthetic. Woo! But you got to work those feelings out by uh, helping our listeners on this next one. As we leave the Wailing Woods and we go into the uh, Pandora's uh, anonymous question box. Oh, that if, God, that was so good. I Somehow I didn't Halloween-y? know where you were going to go. <laughs> somehow I had no idea where that was going to land. Yeah, you can have like a Greek myth as a Halloween costume, I guess. So it Absolutely. totally fits. Anyways, folks, if you're new to the show, uh, or if you just want a reminder, we've got our anonymous question box uh, with a link on all their social media and a link on the website where you can click that link. There's a text box. Type in a question you'd like us to answer on the show, and uh, press submit, and it's done. Uh, it's anonymous. You don't have to make an account or anything. And uh, we always love to hear from you. So uh, we got a really good one this week. Actually. It's my favorite part of the show. It is my favorite part of the show, too. And uh, I, this, let's see. I was trying to come up with another Halloween bid for this one, but uh, I got nothing. So uh, it, here it is. Hey. I love the podcast. Whoa. It's so funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. You're so funny too. We uh we love you. Hey, what are you um, what are you doing what are you doing this this okay. weekend? Okay. Okay. My question is this. <laughs> My boyfriend Sorry. Oh, uh, damn it. Okay. Shit. <laughs> uh my boyfriend, we have been together for over a year, graduated college in May. He moved back home to a town about an hour outside of NYC, and he commutes an hour and a half to work every day. I am graduating in December, and I have yet to find a job in the city, but I have some money set aside for my first apartment costs. We have both decided that we want to move in together because we love each other, it's cheaper with two people in a one-bedroom, and he wouldn't have to commute to work so long. Back to me not having a job locked down yet. What if I get offered a job in another city? I already promised him I would move in with him, but if I get offered a great position elsewhere, I would be very tempted to take it. What should I do? We are super young, but I'm absolutely in love with him, and it would literally kill me if we were apart. And uh, it was posted by uh, our anonymous uh, spooky listener. (coughs) Oh, man. Listen, you gotta... Anything you get that's beautiful and pure, you gotta fucking hold on to it like it's the fucking last helicopter out of Da Nang. You know what I mean? <laughs> you get, like, if it's really good, if what you have is good, you can't fucking let it go. And so I say, hold on until you get that job in the right place. I think you guys are on the right track. You're trying to, you're, you're making a sacrifice. You're limiting your job opportunities to create a more um, convenient situation for him. And he is holding on to somebody 
You know, you just gotta hold on to each other. Okay. Don't crap right in there. Uh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a counterpoint here. Okay. You you need to make a judgment call here. Because Arthur, I'm I'm with you part of the way. It is, you know, rare to find somebody you love. Um That's all anyone is is with me part of the way. <laughs> Jesus, you have somebody you love. That's important. That's a big thing. Um, but there are other people out in the world. And beyond that, you, you are right to mention that you are super young. And you are right that this is a tough situation. And it's tough in particular because right out of college, you know, finding the job kind of straight out of there can be kind of a big thing for your career trajectory. Sure. And uh, the fact that you say you're very tempted to take it if you have a uh, find a better position elsewhere uh, makes me think you're at least somewhat in that mindset of you're weighing your career uh, against this relationship. I don't I don't think there's a right answer to this. As I said, I think it comes down to a judgment call, and uh, you know I, you can kind of play that out any way you want. I, I'm somebody who. Uh, in these situations, I'll make a little list. You make your two columns of both options. You write down, you know, the positives and negatives on each one, and you compare those two as best as you can. Because um, kind of once it's in front of you, it can be a little easier to make that call. If I'm going to give you my cynical uh, 26-year-old old man take on this, um, you, you, you're 22. You, <clears throat> you are super. You are super young. And unless you are 100% sure about this, and even if that, I, I, I'm tempted to tell you to just you know, take, this, take this job, um, if there is a better one at another place, uh, and go after that. Because I also think that's a, this is a, it's a good portion of personal development here um, and a good opportunity for that. If you have you know, moved to a new city, have this new career you're going to have some experiences that are going to be tough for a good amount of time uh but are going to be important to you and you know not not saying you can't you know completely develop if you if you go with this guy too um but the the experience is going to be different and while probably less painful uh, hopefully if it were to go well uh maybe not as great for personal development but, but again, who knows, you know, if you really love this guy and you go and things work out, then that's, you know, also something you have this relationship you care about. It could, you know, lead into wanting to spend your lives together. Uh, so, but there's no clear answer is my point. And that sucks and it's tough, but you, you need to make this judgment call. So I, I would consider both of your options carefully here. I wouldn't lock down on the fact that you promised him because if you're having second thoughts, you need to engage with those. That is um, that is absolutely the case. Exa- otherwise, you might end up, you know, locked down in NYC with this guy. Things are different after college, and you regret, you know, not taking this other position. The opposite is also possible. Just really, really dig down on this. Spend a good amount of time thinking about this, and you know, make the most informed decision you can. Yeah, this is not the kind of decision you can make overnight. You really have to give it some time, and uh, it's hard as hell to take any amount of time on a decision that relates to a relationship. Um, But it's the kind of thing that you have to do 
for your own sanity and for the success of the relationship. Exactly. And also for the sake of your partner. I guess the only really right answer here is a well thought out one. So we believe in you. We believe in you. uh, On the other hand, in the back of your head, in case you're the sort of person who's going to stew over this and be indecisive and feel bad regardless, it's going to be all right no matter what. The fact that you're thinking about these things at all uh, means you're a thoughtful, thoughtful and, uh, you know, good person and good partner here. So uh, we we believe in you. uh, it'll, It'll work out. Our wonderful, thoughtful friend said to me this weekend, in 10 years, this isn't going to matter to you. Unless it really does. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing is, too, your, your either decision, like, it will take you down a different path. Like, you may kind of develop into different people. Listen. But I, I guarantee you, whichever one you're on, if you put the thought into this, uh, I don't know, assuming you're you're doing well, uh, you, you'll feel all right about that. That's, that's how personal development kind of works, you know? Here's how you're going to set yourself right. You're going to go play Chrono Trigger. The PlayStation 1 classic video game Chrono Trigger. You're going to go play that. Wait, no. Trigger was SNES. Cross. You're going to go play Chrono Cross. And that is going to set you straight because it has to do with decision making and how it affects not only you but everyone around you. You know, you're going to decide whether to become a fisherman or a religious person. (laughs) A vampire hunter or a uh, warlock. Yeah. Uh, And make sure when you're playing that game, you don't talk to this guy at all. Isolate yourself completely so you can focus on the issue and spend at least two weeks uh, playing this video game. Yeah. And uh, maybe play the other series in the title. And, uh, I don't know, maybe play The Witcher, too. Yeah, that has some character yeah. uh, options that shape your development. Uh, Fable. Yeah. Fable's good, too. There, uh, there we go. I recommend Witcher 3. It's very good. Um, <laughs> We're giving them the important information, aren't they? <laughs> this is why people sent us the questions. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's bring it Let's bring it down a moment to something a little more spooky. F27. Is it normal to be single at 27? I've been in one long-term relationship, six years, and a couple of long-ish relationships, but none of them seem to last more than a year. I'm feeling pretty awful because this is the time where all my friends are getting married and having babies, and here I am, single again, and nearing 30. I know it's a social construct, being married with children by 30, I don't even necessarily want those things, but I still can't help but feel like a failure because everyone I know my age and up is in a long-term committed relationship, and I feel like I'm running out of time and pressured to find someone else. My confidence is just getting lower and lower with every relationship that doesn't work out. Has anyone else experienced this? <laughs> what can I do to get past my feeling of a clock ticking inside of me, TLDR? I feel like I'm running out of time to be in a committed relationship, and I'm feeling down about everyone around me being in one. What can I do to help this? And this was posted by Can't Wake Up. Wake me up! 
You are going to die alone. <laughs> now, of 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 course I'm kidding. This is this is completely normal. Yeah. Um, yeah, can I tell you about being single at 30 cuz fuck, it's a lot of 30 so far. <laughs> and uh it's fine. It's really fine. All it comes down to is finally, finally Meeting somebody who can commit to you the way you want to commit to them, and you're not uh, repulsed by their body and personality. <laughs> exactly. And uh, to be to be fair here, especially at that age, probably half your friends' relationships are going to end in divorce. So uh, <laughs> there's an True that. Uh, here's here's my serious answer on this. You you can't rush this, and. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure this is frustrating, and I'm sure this makes you anxious. You know, and then time feels like it's flying, and you feel like you're getting so old, and like, oh, these all these people have them. Like, what's wrong with me? Um, but there's a big aspect of this is it's a fucking dice roll. Finding a good relationship is it's not something you can rush. It's not something you can be, you know, putting an extra like getting out there. I mean, you can in terms of dating, but like. No matter what, there is going to be a dice roll situation here, unless you are going to go full tilt crazy, latch on to the first person that you find, and cling to them as opposed to working on yourself. And fuck and that. Fuck exactly. that. Exactly. And that's, that's how you get into miserable marriages where you burn out in a few years because you realize that, you know, this shit wasn't right. So don't don't spend this time comparing yourself to your friends because those are each completely different situations. Um, if your confidence is getting lower, you feel like you're running out of time and all that. Fo- you got to focus on yourself here. That's all. Those are anxiety sources, and instead of focusing on entertaining their crazy whims, focusing on wor- focus on work on working on yourself as a person uh, to reduce that anxiety and just to accept that like those are, you know. Those those are just things like, you know, you're you're single. It isn't it isn't some sort of you know horrible fucked up curse or something. It's just kind of the the state of uh, the state of things at the moment. Ooh, and the, ooh, hold, hold on, hold on, you gotta hold on. find the one. Wait, I fucked it up. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, you gotta be the one before you. Find the one. Exactly. We, we've we've come to this before. This will this will always be the case. And, and one one last section of this is that the more that you focus on comparing yourself and focus on the anxiety here and focus on the running out of time as you call it, the harder this is going to be because you're going to turn yourself into an anxious wreck. Yeah. You're going to act anxious on dates because oh my god, what if I fuck it? I'm going to be alone if I fuck this up. Yeah. You got, just you just got to chill. Chill. Get to the point where you're cool with being alone, and this should it'll it'll happen. Like people are attracted to those kind of people, not the sort of person who like jumps on you like a spider monkey because they fear being alone. <laughs> it's true. It's true. As much as you feel like a spider monkey, you can't fuck. You can't leap at people. Don't leap at someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a no leap zone. Yeah, this is a no leap zone on Radio Free Tote Bag. Um. You have to, man, you got to romance a motherfucker. You got to, you know, you got to make it clear that it's safe to commit. And if you're like, 
That's not that's not somebody that's safe to commit to. <laughs> and I mean, and if it is, then that's that's probably not a great sign of that person, and their relationship is probably not going to be uh, the best. Also, because you know these things that you mentioned, these are things that you need to work on. A relationship is not going to fix these things. Uh, these anxieties are characteristics of you, and if they are making you unhappy, you need to work on fixing those, as opposed to putting a human-sized bandage over the lonely, loneliness-shaped hole in your heart. <laughs> Dude, I am, I am, uh, I am on it with the uh, with the imagery and analogies today. Oh, and it cut me deep. <laughs> You know it's right, though, man. It's totally right. It's 100% right, and it's what I need to hear right now. Thank you, Donovan. Aw. I'm here for you, Arthur. The entire podcast team, uh, which which is just me. <laughs> I do just want to remind the whole team. The other half, which that, is you. <laughs> that I am still in hell. Let's just remind everybody that uh, I am in hell. And, but also, man, that's all right. And, like, to this person, too, like, it's all right to, you know, feel shitty about this sometimes. It's just if when you keep engaging with it and letting it fuck up, you know, your ability to date and do other things, that's when it becomes a problem. That, but I'm not saying yeah. this doesn't suck because, it, it, you know, it, it does sometimes. Oh, boy, can I just right tell now. you about how bad it sucks? <laughs> Beer crack. <laughs> All right, let's let's hear it, Uncle Arthur. It sucks so fucking bad. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts, man. Especially when you've put in the time. When you're like, oh man, like, of course, of course, it's gonna happen now. I've really given the hours to the situation. You know, relationships are not like any other endeavor. You know, they say uh, you put ten thousand hours into becoming a concert pianist. You'll become a concert pianist. You put 10,000 hours into being a brilliant uh, uh, coder Vampire or programmer Slayer. or improv comic or whatever the hell you said, but I didn't hear it. Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Vampire Slayer. Um, you put 10,000 hours in that, you become an expert at it. Relationships are not like that. You can put 10,000 hours of your gut turning over into a relationship, and it has nothing to do with the outcome. Ah, that's the that's the dice roll I'm talking about, and also I Absolutely. always use that terms in terms of going on dates. The only things you can do are you're working on yourself, keeping you know putting yourself out there, and not giving up. Uh, that's it, and you know doing that so, something will you know will happen, uh, you know, or it, it, even if it doesn't. If you put those things on, you'll become self-confident and feel all right with yourself, and, you know, things will be cool. When it comes down to it, it's it's just you who can make you, uh, you know, feel all right with your stead in life. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's not easier for some and harder for others, uh, but when, it's, when it comes down to it, that's what you have control over, is the way that you are responding to the situation and, you know, if you keep working on that, that, that can't be beat, you know, loneliness or, you know, having a shitty date, uh, that can't fuck with you if you, if you feel good about yourself. And that is something that you need to put time in on, whether it be therapy or, uh, you know, rock climbing to really get your body and mind <laughs> in good shape <laughs> or hunting vampires down in the whaling woods. I'm going to have to find uh, a rock climbing gym. I'm going to have to submit to the rock climb gang. You gotta lift weights, dude. I'm telling you, uh, you will. It will make you feel substantially better. 
and significantly throw on some hard fucking, body strength. There you go, and lower body strength. That's mm. what. Uh, that's that's what it's all about. Uh, you know, you throw on some fucking intense ass music, you get that habit going, and then it's a good time because you just like Gasafelstein or uh, Justice. Yeah, is like a Can million times you? better when you're throwing some freaking weights around. I've already got the playlist, baby. It's only a matter of time until I'm an Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I was up there, I'd, I'd ask you to start going with me because I, I also don't even have a gym partner here, which is a little less fun. But uh, yeah, fun, to you, man. Arthur, and, and anybody else trying to get into this stuff, it's, it is a lot easier if you can find somebody who's also trying to get into this. Uh, then you got accountability for each other, and you got somebody to uh, you know make fun of the dude in the tiny tank top who's <laughs> screaming as he incorrectly presses a hundred pound dumbbells above his head. <laughs> That's yeah. that's the greatest gift of all. There we go. Well, all right, Arthur. How about we move? Uh, how about we move out of the uh, the pumpkin gym? I already used pumpkin. How about we moved out of the, the ghastly uh, swolatorium and uh, into the uh, spooky mists of unrequited love? Yeah, let's do it. I can't wait. My BF. 25 said i love you yesterday help love him you have to love him (laughs) just kidding just kidding you don't have to no so we 23f slash 25m have been dating for a little over a month now we get along great and we are a very good match Yesterday on the phone, whilst whilst we were FaceTiming, he said, I love you. He's allowed to say this, and I'm not going to say anything about how it's too early into the relationship to know this. If he feels this way, he's allowed to, and his feelings are valid. This is not the point. I, however, couldn't reciprocate. I couldn't say, I love you too, because that would have been a lie. He took it with a half-hearted smile, and then we hung up. He's been all weird today, which is understandable. Don't get me wrong, I like him a lot, but I don't love him just yet. It's too early for me to know. Now, I feel very awful and very sad about it. Is there any way I can make him feel less shitty? Has any one of you ever been in this situation before? I could really appreciate some advice. TLDRBF said I love you, I couldn't reciprocate. What now? And that was posted by Full Sperm? Full Sperm! Listen to me! <laughs> You're going to lose him. He's going to walk away because he can't get what he needs. It is too hard. It's too hard to find somebody who can deal with us. This Halloween, we face the spooky specter of heartbroken Arthur. That's what it sounds like. Just that all the time. But here's, here's the thing. He is already, he's convinced on you. He met you. He loves you. He's convinced on you. You're not convinced on him. So you have to make that clear to him. You have to say, um, listen, I'm like, I don't know how to make it any clearer. Listen, I'm not convinced on you. You don't, you don't present a compelling argument in in favor of love. (laughs) Right? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I'm gonna say I, I don't I don't disagree with your sentiment, um, but I'm gonna say be a little bit easier on him. This 
this is one of those things uh, that it's it's going to be mismatched. Like, it would be weird if you're in a relationship and you both woke up one day at about 8.43 a.m. and you're like, I, I love this person. And I you call each other I and it goes to voicemail on each end because you called at the exact same time. Like, that, that shit doesn't happen. Can I just say, I can't love anyone at 8.43 a.m.? <laughs> it's all right. W- wake up at eight forty three p.m. Yeah, perfect. Right. That's late. A, that's ideal. Late night love. Uh, the sun is down and the hearts are out. Mm. Uh, no, but this this is a common thing. This is going to be a mismatch, uh, and that's okay. So I think you made the right call, and you know, explaining that to him. I would use you know a, a term like. I, you know, I, I can't say this to you yet because I don't, you know, it's only been a month and I haven't, I haven't felt this yet. I'm not saying that, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be able to love you or we're not going to get to that point. Um, but I'm just not there yet. I'm somebody who it takes a little bit more time. And if he understands that, uh, that's good because that's something you need to understand in the relationship. Uh, and if he doesn't, that's a bit of a red flag. You can't fucking pressure somebody to love you because you love them. Like, that's that's just not how that shit works. Tell me about it, Donovan! <laughs> and that sucks. Like, you know, being the first person kind of sucks sometimes, especially yeah. if it's your first, you know, first relationship or early on, and, you know, you haven't really been through this mismatch yet. But that it's, it's, something, it's something that happens. People operate at different speeds. People, you know, fall in love at different speeds. Uh, regardless, though, a, a month in is... Uh, you know, especially if you you only knew each other for like a month, that's uh, that's a little yeah, it is sus- a little off. It is suspect for sure. This is uh, somebody who is uh, I've I've heard it termed a stage five clinger. <laughs> I have been termed spider a, monkey. I've been termed a spider monkey, a stage five clinger. Uh, it's it's somebody who who really needs something. Right, and if you're not ready to give that to them, let them go, cut them free. Let them go and 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 find someone who can give that to them. It, it, exactly. Let them go find it. You know, because it's out there. It's in the world. There are other stage five clingers. It has become popular among women, I think, to not be a stage five clinger because you don't want to. You don't want to be labeled a stage five clinger. Listen. You can find each other. It's out there. It is. And we all have to believe that. <laughs> uh, I hear you. I'm this, in, the, Donovan. Donovan. Yes. I'm in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I figured that out. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we're all on the same page. All right, well, we're going to pull a Hellraiser here, and instead of raising Hell up, we're going to raise you out of Hell. Whoa, uh, okay, okay, here we go. It's Arthur Razor. Here we go. All right. Okay, so the the point here is he does love you. He loves you. What do you want to do with that? If that's too much for you, you have to discard it. You have to say, "It's, it's too much for me. You have to be clear about that. If... You can hold that in your life if that's something you can hold on to. Then he might be somebody that's worth holding on to. But you have to make that decision. Full exactly. sperm. She, she, full sperm. She does, 
You have to hold on to that decision. Baby horse sperm. You have to hold on to that. You have to make that decision. She she does say in the beginning that she's like not, you know, put off by this and he understands it. Sure. So that's, you know, that's just let him know, though. Let him know that it's okay. Because I think another part, and somebody mentions it here in the comments, is that you, you make yourself vulnerable by saying that to somebody, you know, especially being the first because you don't know if they're going to reciprocate. And that's that could be painful, you know, especially if you haven't kind of worked out that that's a thing that happens. So just, you know, let him know that you appreciate it. Let him know that it's not like, oh, you're never going to love him or something like that. You just need more time. And, you know, even let him know that you appreciate it. And that and that's sweet. Uh, you just you just need a little more time, you know. Stick together, see see what happens, and uh, but again, if he doesn't understand that, and if he is put off by that, I'm gonna say he is not ready for a relationship, and you probably shouldn't date this dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> These questions are hitting you right in the heart today, aren't they? Like a like a steak through a vampire's heart. I went I went and found him. So you know I was looking, baby. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Here's here's one last one. And this one takes us to the friend zone. The friend zone. Yeah. So, here it comes. My 44F, nobody cares how old you are, dad. <laughs> Mom. Son- <laughs> or mom, but it turns out to be dad. Wait, it is mom. I'm an idiot. Okay. Son, 19M. I'm worried about him. My son is always by himself. He never goes out to hang out with anyone. He's always been a loner. I ask him, is he making friends with anyone from school and work? And he says, I talk to people, and I'm cordial with everyone. My son does work. And is taking classes at our local community college. He helps out around the house. He is responsible and a good person. However, I would like him to have a social life. He goes out to the gym, to the mall, etc. But he always goes alone. He's at a point at his life where he should be living life to the fullest. He's a young adult. I tried to encourage him to make friends his whole life, but it never worked. I don't want him to spend the rest of his life alone. It can be a very miserable and isolating way to live, and I don't want that for him. It's not healthy to be alone all the time. Humans are social creatures, and we are not meant to live in isolation. What do you guys think? TLDR, I would like my son to have a social life. He's always alone, and he doesn't have any friends. He's very responsible and a good person. He works part-time, takes courses at a local community college, helps out around the house, etc. However, I would like him to have a social life. He's at a point in his life where he should be living it to the fullest. He is a young adult. I don't want him to spend the rest of his life alone. It can be a miserable way to live. What do you guys think about this? And that was posted by Weary Researcher. Okay, first off, I need to restate this. If your TLDR is almost the full length of your original question, it is not too long, didn't read. It's Jesus Christ. Too it's long. Literally all the details, too. It's too long, did reiterate. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. If you're making these posts, fucking learn to summarize. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but I am a little angry with you on this. Why, why mm. are you... 
you never mentioned that your son seems unhappy. You mentioned that he's out, you know, being responsible and like, you know, doing stuff. Why are you so concerned uh, with this? I understand the concern to some extent, because I think for most people, you know, having friends is an important thing. Um, But it isn't for everybody. You know, some people prefer to spend time alone. Maybe he's pretty introverted. You know, maybe he eventually will make a couple close friends or maybe he won't. The point here is whether or not he's happy. And mm. well, I think it's not unreasonable to express this concern to him a little bit. You can't. This isn't something you can force him into doing. And to some extent, you're you're projecting your what you need uh, in life onto your son. And it seems like his needs are, are different. And that's that's OK. Yeah. Dude, you're fucking nailing it right now. Just like, just run with it, baby. You got this. <laughs> I mean, I think I think I, I pretty much carried out what my point was here. Um, you know, it's a different story if this alone time is just like it's him in his bedroom with an anime body pillow and he has a <laughs> ma- his high school yearbook out with X's over you know certain teachers. Uh, you know, maybe look at an intervention then. But if he's you know if he's living his life, if he's happy. And, you know, also, if you want to engage with this, maybe bring up his happiness with him and just make sure he's doing all right and let him know that you care about him. Um, but don't, you know, wh- whatever you do, don't call him weird or make sure. him feel uncomfortable with what he's doing because this it, it, it's fucking him. It's his life. Also, he's 19, man. Like, you know, it, it takes people some time to develop who they are. It takes people some time maybe to, you know, learn to make or find close friends. Uh, and that's okay. Just care about how he's doing. Like, don't care about what you think he should be doing. That's beautiful, man. That's and a jack-o'-lantern. I keep forgetting. I'm losing my spooky ones out here. Jack-o'-lantern, ghost, uh, zombie, uh, candy corn. Man, that shit sucks. Uh, uh, Oreos with uh, orange frosting. All right, there's our, there's our Halloween ejection. Man, because... He's like, as you said, he's a young adult, a young adult. 19 is no time to be worrying about somebody. They're still trying to figure out what fucking angle they want to come into this whole maelstrom at. (laughs) Exactly. Like if you look at the social situation as a hurricane, you have to, there are so many vectors to fucking calculate as you're guiding your plank of wood into the fucking maelstrom. <laughs> exactly. And that's not it's not intuitive to everybody. And that's okay. Yeah. He's gonna he's literally he is gonna be fine. Forty four F with your nineteen M son, he's gonna be fine. He's fu- and- didn't she say he's fucking he's fucking he's helping around the house. He's uh you know, he's going to the gym. He's he's taking classes at community college. Yeah, like he's doing stuff. That's kind of the hallmark of somebody who has their shit together. Yeah. And he's doing know. stuff. All you can ask <laughs> of anybody is to be doing stuff. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I am also surprised at the fact that, uh, you know, he's, he's taking these classes. He... Uh, you know, he's he's going to the gym and to the mall and stuff. I, I, I'm wondering how she's like 100% certain that he, you know, doesn't at least have, you know, some people he talks to or anything. I mean, maybe he's maybe he's kind of keeping that on the download because his mom's his mom's a little pusher. <laughs> she's a bit pushy. Yeah, it seems like it. 
And uh, I wish you all the best, wary researcher, and I wish your son even better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let let him know, you know, in gentle terms that, uh, you know, kind of ask him about his social life and stuff. But don't you say you've been doing this his whole life too? Uh, maybe part of the problem is that you're kind of pushing at him too hard. Mm. Just mm-hmm. let him let him do his thing. Just make sure he's okay. I love it. And whatever and whatever you do. Whatever you do, Arthur, uh, don't summon a demon, a uh, friendship demon in the basement, because that can get uh, that can get particularly spooky. Yeah, it's pretty difficult to banish a friendship demon once you summon them into your home. <laughs> the only way to summon them is to do the music credits. Our intro music this week is the Beetlejuice theme by Danny Elfman, and you can find his music fucking everywhere because he's very famous. And our outro music is the song Spooky Scary Skeletons by Andrew Gold. Uh, you can find on Spotify, look up Andrew Gold. He made some other music too, uh, but this is definitely his magnum opus. <sighs> Gang, it's been really good to have you with us, and I I lean on you in this moment of need uh, for the strength to carry on, because I, unlike Donovan, who can say, because uh, it sucks and I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about it so desperately. <laughs> but I'm not going to do it because it's a total bummer. And I hope this episode hasn't sucked too horribly bad. Um, Because I love having you with us. And I can't wait to see you again next week. And I love you. Thanks. Bye. Boom. Not a bad episode. Did well. And uh, the people love you, Arthur, and I love you. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. There we go. That was a sweet outro as opposed to my usual clip. Um, so also, uh, one time I knew a guy, or my friend knew a guy, and uh, he was sending snaps of him fucking a pumpkin. So that's, that's <laughs> where we leave this one. <laughs> oh, Beautiful. Shivers down your spine Shrieking skulls will shock your soul Seal your doom tonight Spooky, scary skeletons Speak with such a screech You'll shake and shudder in surprise When you hear these zombies shriek We're so sorry skeletons You're so misunderstood You only want to socialize But I don't think we should A spooky, scary skeleton Shout startling, shrilly screams They'll sneak from their sarcophagus And just won't